Previously on Royal Gate Roleplay. Unfortunately, you have to be Australian for a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloody Ripper. Butte. Thanks, Sheila. That's Ridgy Ditch. There is one lone man in there working a very large mortar and pestle. You're my help, right? Yes. Chip holds up their whisk. <laughs> awesome. Oh, good. You're prepared. Here, if, if one of you can crush all the pineapples... Got it, boss. Walks over to the apples and starts smashing them with his fist on the table. Not the apples, the penny apples. The what? The penny apples. Would it be easier for you to chop the bananas? I don't think I like you very much. I also have I also have brasseries that you could chop. Chip walks over to the pineapples and starts hitting them. I go up to the door and I cast I cast dispel magic. And then I open it. As you are lying in wait, a person will open the door that was just closed. Uh, you recognize this person to be Romy and Michelle. They worked for the... Veranda Presterly. As you open your locker, you see Macaroni McGee has been killed and stuffed into your locker. Pinned to his forehead, there is a note. Nice try. You want to fight? Come find me with my favorite pet. I promise this time she'll see you coming. Uh... Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and this intro is about to get sexually chaotic. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Cherry Chapo, and I thought you were going to say, hi, I get to be in drag today. <laughs> that too. I'm not putting clothes on. Still no shirt, though. <laughs> Titties out. It's the only way I'm doing drag. I am Brandon. I play Chip Evan After, and I have a Word document up with all of the weird shit that my character can do, because I'm sure that we're having a combat today. I'm Tisha. I play Edith Wins Thereafter, and we're about to cure some wounds. And hi, I'm Raven Simone, and you're watching Disney Channel. Bam, 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 bam. You gotta turn on your video so we can watch you outline. Yeah, we need to see the For real hand movement. I'm sorry, no, because I, I drew a vulva. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Print it on a t-shirt, I'll buy it. Very Raymond Simone of you. Yes! I, no, hello, today is Lesbian Awareness Day. Is it? Wait. It's not. Oh. Where's the clit? I can't find it. You don't have to because you're a homosexual. You know what? I think that the... One thing that does bother me when people are talking about finding the clit and they're like, look for the little man in the boat. Like, no, bitch, I'm not looking for any man anywhere. <laughs> look for the little woman in the boat. I've never heard that expression. You, you haven't? Ever. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. <laughs> no. Can we? A quick little thing. I just want to know, out of all five of us, who has the most straight friends? And I feel like it's Tisha. It is me. I'm pretty sure, like... We've established she has a lot of older 
white male straight I friends. have right. I have a group of best buddies, okay? And we're all queer identifying and there's a total of 4 of us. Outside of those 4 people, I have a I I I think most of them like IRL friends are pretty straight. This justification was giving very much. I can't be cis het because I have queer friends. Yeah, I got. I have. I have. Them. I very much have. You know, small handful of gay friends at least. My gay friends are a handful too. <laughs> I don't have a lot of gay friends. I have maybe like three. You don't even let people in your house. And I don't. It's hard see in mid in the Midwest. Often. It's hard in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean the people that I that I'm friends with are people that I probably hooked up with. It's like <gasps> that's my boyfriend. The reality of it, like I connected with them at some point. Yeah, I think part of it is <laughs> that it's a lot of guys that are interested me in me, and I'm like nobody, but I'll be your friend, and they're like okay because maybe someday, and I'm like. Okay, sure, if that's what you want to think, but never. <laughs> and then we're friends. You just haven't met the right guy yet. Yeah, exactly. Those are my buddies. They they change their ways eventually. I do teach them. I I hate it when men fall in love with me, though. Like, it's so annoying. Like, when they're like, ah, yes, you're in the fuckable category. <laughs> Time to shoot my shot. I'm just like, stop. Right, I'm, like, just, I'm just kidding. Stop. I'm just kidding about my guy friends. They don't, it's not, oh, I'm really into you. They're like, oh my gosh, a woman, but they also like women. We can talk about women things and I'm not just hanging around with a bunch of dicks and balls. Awesome. Nice. Raise your hand if you had a straight friend that accidentally thought that they they, they got the signs confused and they thought you were into them, but you weren't. Everyone? Okay, good. No, I made it very obvious that I would fuck all of my straight friends. No lie. <laughs> and I'd, it would be a different guy every party. I'd be like, hey, just so you also know, you're my pick oh, tonight. God. I made out with most of them. I hooked up with two of them. I'm more of a... I keep forgetting you're <gasps> half straight. You're a... No, but he said straight friends and he said guys. So you're going up to the straight men. Oh, I wasn't included. Well, no, I hooked up with the girls too. Well, I mean, but yeah. Like, so basically for you, no one was off limits. Yeah, no, I was a, I was a fuck buddy. Okay. And you put yourself in that case. You know, honestly, I, no, but I love that for you. That's, that's an energy. I'm, I'm now a married man of seven Yo, years. this isn't even the question. I've been very openly friends with benefits with people, but I've also read the signs wrong. Like my friend took me to a butterfly museum, you know, where there's live butterflies. And I thought he wanted to be my friend. He drove nope. me like three hours away to go to it. Girl, he was trying to fuck. I know. Yeah. I didn't realize. He even took me to a vegan restaurant. Did you put out? Oh, that's cute. And then, and then yeah. I was shocked when he was like, hey, I really like you. And I was shook. <laughs> okay. So here's, that's really cute. And it would be even cuter if his motivation behind it was just to be your friend. Yeah. Which you I thought saying? because I was openly yeah. not into male presenting people and he was very male presenting. <laughs> like, am I reading the signs wrong? Like, I'm open <laughs> about the fact. In my experience, those tend to be people who transition. 
oh, all the girls that I've dated in the past have been bisexual or turned out to be lesbians. Hmm, maybe because that's, you're a lesbian, buddy boy. Ah, <laughs> yes! I, who knows? I'm living. Who's, whose fault is that? Right? Is it my Nobody's. fault? I mean, no. No, 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 it is not your fault. No, it's not your fault. Yeah. It is a person that is learning more about themselves, and you are a stepping stone in that process. We're um, 12 minutes in. Do we still need to do a question? Or <laughs> I think that was our question. <laughs> Gay shit, okay? But, yeah, what do we remember? What happened last time? We got a note. Yeah, and we found Macaroni McGee in a fucking locker. Decapitated, I guess? Bivalved? Stabbed, yeah. Um, yeah. Bisected, yeah. And something peed in Cherry's locker. Someone really dehydrated pissed all over. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Super yellow. I don't know what the liquor was in my locker. I was hoping it was blood and not piss. Yes. And yes. Oh, yours was someone with a urinary tract infection pissing. Good thing, good thing you got blood, like no big deal. But Cherry got his, so that's way Ugh. worse. Hey, do you know how much of an insult that is in dog language? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I put on Romy and Michelle's dress, wedding dress, and I think that I am ready. Yeah, uh, florals in spring, I don't think, can be budged out of the not killing something right now. Jonathan, we don't know that that was Romy and Michelle's wedding dress. We just know that she was in that room. I took either Romy Michelle's dress or Veranda Bitterly's dress. Either way, someone's dying. I, like I prefer it not be Romy and Michelle. I feel like we're jumping to the conclusion of who the bad guy is quite quickly. It's a fairy godmother. And maybe we should. Maybe we should because I think too much because I'm smart. And that's what we do. But, hey. <laughs> you know, you go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, that's where we are. We are uh, getting ready to fight somebody. A pet. Okay. Yeah, you were in the king's castle helping set up for the wedding. And you learned some things like, well, you chopped up some fruit. And you've met up with Prince Three. And he seems dumber and to be now on the king's side or the queen's side. Uh, and all of the guards, all of the people that you talk to seem to have some trouble with words. They weren't anyone. No one really seemed to be thinking clearly. Yeah. 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 Or did you guys just think I was stumbling over words the whole time? Well, it was like fruit names specifically. Everyone. Everyone stumbled with words, man. I did think you were having a little bit of an off day. And now I realize that that. It was on purpose. I still don't think it was on purpose. Yes. We're being courteous. I mean, you sneaky bitch. Oh my Way God. to be prepared on the day we assumed you weren't in me. I don't... Yeah, but like he's been talking about pomegranate tits for the past couple episodes. Oh, I thought you just wanted to say the word tits. No nipples, though, because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> right. Facebook Sensors. tagged. Um, and also, we are going to meet Brandon Pastorly's pet. Heavily implied to be the black dragon who we stabbed their eye out and killed one of their kids. Multiple of their eggs. Potential kids. Thank you for saying we so that we can spread the blame. <laughs> we. Yeah, we. We as a group made the decision. <laughs> we can ask it if it brought Katie's secret weapon along. Yeah. Yeah, the note that was left said something about, I bet she'll see you coming. And to find this person that stabbed Macaroni McGee. 
Uh, you also collected some uh, flowers that the fairy godmother was interested in. And s- since only one of you wore the glasses that she gave you, that's all you got oh, yeah. from that. But she was interested in those flowers. Are you stopping by the fairy godmother's house first? Is there any like rests or anything you guys need to do before this? I'm not going to lie. I think I need to be convinced. Chip is all down for murder. I think we should rest. I think we should have a plan of attack. Cherry was very naive going into this the first time, uh, and she doesn't want to die. Chip could be convinced to go to the fairy godmother, but it's still going to be about murder. <laughs> I really think that we should have like a plan or something. I, I'm not much stronger, at least I personally think, than I was the last time that dragon almost killed us. And now she's mad. I mean, uh, I know how mad my mom gets when I leave things out or do shit around the house. And we killed some of her kids, so I can only imagine how mad she's going to get. You're saying dragon like we know it's a dragon. Like maybe her favorite pet is a sausage with, you know, ferret arms or something. <laughs> you think that's our worst case scenario? <laughs> Not their worst case scenario. Florence Spring is going to look on the note and see if we know the location of the one-eyed thing. I think from determining what the beast is, you would know that the dragon is in Mint Cove. So it's in its lair. Yeah. I say, okay. She said, come find me with my pet. So you can assume it's where you last saw the dragon. And she will also be there. I look at everyone and I say, okay, sorry, we know that whoever this person is, this caper, this murderer, uh, whoever they are, they are in Mint Carve with the Black Dragon. We know that we would be at a heavy disadvantage if we, with the Black Dragon in its lair, sorry, we need to lure it out into the open away from its lair so that we can destroy it and then destroy the person who did this to our poor Macaroni Begay. Do we want to see if the fairy godmother can help us, you know, bring back? Well, I forgot to wear the glasses. Did somebody else wear them? I wore my glasses. Dang it. I knew I was forgetting something. Can we make a trap or something? Why don't we just, why don't we just head back? I, there's some blood and death right there. Uh, let's get out of this locker room and let's, let's regroup at fairy godmother's house. We still got our flowers, right? Yes. Okay, let's regroup at Fairy Godmother's house, see if she has something she could give us. Maybe we can get, you know, <clears throat> home free back or something. I don't know. I feel like if we leave now, the defense is going to be even greater when we come back. Uh, the more, the merrier. We're not coming back right here. You know, maybe we can get Fairy Godmother to, like, un-gingerbread somebody who was a strong fighter or something. You know, to help us out with this. Bird name bird F? name F. Could we, like, blow up some of the mines? Like, she's underneath the ground. Why yeah. can't we just All the miners the ground? Are, are gone, but let, let's, let's get out of this pissy blood area. <laughs> I would really lack that. I actually find the rage and fear is making my planning abilities a lot better. Florals in Spring weeps for the death of Macaroni McGee. He kneels down next to Macaroni McGee in the locker and he casts plant growth. And so the entire area that is surrounding Macaroni McGee, I enrich the land with plants in a half mile radius centered on the point within range. 
So it's like a funeral for this poor man who was masturbating whenever we came in to talk to him. As <laughs> so sweet. Cleo is kneeling down, Edith is standing behind him doing jazz hands and like stomping her feet only like somebody who forty who is 47 years of age or older would do. I like that it's 47 years of age or older because Edith is clearly older. <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, do my little funeral as uh, Edith does her thing and I put my glasses on and say, Fairy Godmother, we are ready to return to your, if you could please beam us back. Uh, so that we can give you the latest gossip on everything that's happened within the castle. Sounds good. And as you blink, you reappear in the fairy godmother's house, right in her front room with all the cages and just off the kitchen. Welcome back. I saw some of what you saw. Fairy godmother, I am very well aware that I think I know who has been the ne'er-do-well in this whole debacle. This person comes armed with a black dragon, and we have to take care of it ourselves. Fairy Godmother, we need your help, because if we fight the black dragon and slayer, we will be at a heavy disadvantage. And so, we need your ideas on how to lure the black dragon out so that we can take care of it. Let me think. There was something else I needed to talk to you about. I, I'm afraid I can't continue holding off on your curse, Humphrey Chip. Is, I, what does that mean? Is there a problem with the magic? Yes, I can't continue to concentrate on that and keep everyone here safe. Well, sometimes I heard that if something's not working right, you just gotta hit it a little bit. It makes it work better. And he swings his hammer at her. Oh my god. <laughs> I shoot him. <laughs> okay, just let both people roll. Why do you have to do this, Humphrey? I'm gonna fucking kill her. Not Humphrey, Chip. <laughs> Chip. Edith is just still like head back, eyes closed. Oh, I got a nat one. Ugh. And I got a 15. God. Would a 15 hit you, Humphrey? No. I shoot his lollipop. I feel like Humphrey doesn't understand the space that he's in and rears back his hammer and runs into the wall, which throws him off balance and makes him fall to the ground, but just out of the way of Cleo's arrow. Did that do anything? Did that help? No. And I have to admit, I don't think it's fair to get rid of Chip now that he's here. Excuse yeah, me. See? Nor, no, no, fairy godmother. Uh, we have an Edith that is standing right here, and I don't think that is fair to Edith if that she just found her nibbling, her, her, vabra, her vava, and we are now going to take that person away from them. No, I, I can still pull Humphrey out. I'm gonna split you two. What? Huh? I'll have a half-brother instead of a full-brother. I'm not sure I like... I mean, I guess that's all right. No, you'll have a full Chip and a full Humphrey if I do this right. It will hurt a lot. A quick question. If any of you met your twin, I had a, a cloning machine, and you had sex with the clone, is that, a, is that like a bad thing? Is that like masturbation? Yes. I mean, I have a twin, and his name is Humphrey. I would never ever consider having sex with him because that's that's a really weird question chip was more of a clone thing i don't you wouldn't get it you don't have a clone it's fine <laughs> now listen i can separate them i'll need all of your help humphrey will need at least a day's rest before he can do anything however chip you'll be fine 
and I'm sure that your help could be used with this dragon. So if you want to swing that hammer, we have something for you to swing it at. Okay. And you can kill children. What? There are also children close by. You can kill them as well. Uh, what? What? Weird, but okay. I'm, I'm the still eggs, in. The eggs. Okay. Or just random children, sure. Uh, Cherry, um, thank you, thank you for your help, uh, Cherry Chapar. Uh, let's not, let's let's not uh, breathe life into these attributes that Chip may have, lest he turn it upon us. Sorry. I mean, I'm not a mm. child anymore. A child killer is of no concern to me. <laughs> I see that as you are growing up, you still lack uh, empathy. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so leave this one for th- those individuals that are a little more experienced. <laughs> that really got her where it hurts. Hey, she's as much an adult as any of You know what? I-, I think that Cleo's right, that your your brain's not fully developed till you're like 25 or something. I- I'm not sure about dogs. Cause I don't- yeah, but how old is she a dog is? Right. Maybe maybe she is fully developed in the brain, and this is just how she is. <laughs> maybe she don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she don't well, get much smart in this. Are we the fairy godmothers? Because if so, she's going to say, well, you don't have a fully developed brain, and then run into the fairy godmother's house. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> we just bullied a 12-year-old. Um, she was about to bully a lot of things. She was saying just kill kids. I don't know what's going on. I think she I think it's either that or we're rubbing off on her. So you know, like we'll get there when we get there. I look at Fairy Godmother and I say, Well, Fairy Godmother, uh, however I can assist you in splitting our dear Humphrey and Chip apart, I will gladly do so. And as I do that I walk to the kitchen to go fill up a glass of water. Okay. The fairy godmother will look at Chip and say now, I know you're in there, Humphrey, and I'm sorry for how much this will hurt. But hang in there, and we'll get you back. Edith, hold on to Humphrey's hand. And Cleo and Cherry, hold on to Chip's hand and the whisk. You mean his forearm, right? Because that's all that's left. Yeah. And when I count to three, I need you to pull as hard as you can. I'll use my magic to separate them. And don't stop until they're separated. Hey, the hand, not the finger. And Chip farts a little bit. Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> what is a gingerbread fart smell like? It smells like fresh, fresh baked cookies. Mm. As soon as you're in position, the fairy godmother will uh, look at all of you and wait for a nod. Mm-hmm. I nod. Yeah. Um, Cherry is going to rage after she kicks herself in the shin. I think the human hand of Humphrey instinctually hits Cherry. There you go. <laughs> Edith touches the forearm and takes a drink out of her coffee mug that now says Realm's strongest sister with a question mark on it. <laughs> She's holding the forearm with one hand against Cleo and a fucking raging werewolf. <laughs> yes. One. Two. Three. The room fills with magic energy. You're each pulling as hard as you can. Suddenly, you hear a th- Hey, now, that's a little uncomfortable. Hey, now, oh, 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 I don't, okay, oh, it's, it's coming. I'm, wait, no, not that. <laughs> yeah, you deserve this. Hey, I can't wait to get my own body and then I can also hurt you. This is great. 
and the two bodies separate, everybody slamming to the ground. Humphrey looks extremely weak, but falls into Edith's arms. The rest of you can just dust yourselves off and stand up. I do a backflip up. Nice. Roll for it. Yeah, yeah. That's a 19. Thank you. Okay. I think I need to lay down. Down. Lay down. Okay. I got you, bub. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a cookie joke. Okay. Good night. I'll keep him safe here and well taken care of. I promise. Does Chip have a forearm now? Or are they just are they missing that yes. part of No, Chip is now a full gingerbread person, so they have two arms. Oh man, they're excited. They're like stretching out their new body and checking out every part. What's the clothes situation? <laughs> is it a full ginger dong out? Yeah, I think so, unfortunately. Damn. Tries to cover uh, Cherry's eyes. Yeah. Does anyone have some asin or something as Edith is cradling Humphrey's sleeping body? You know, just to cover him up a little bit. Hey, don't look at my donut holes down there. My my donuts. Get it? Oh my god. Yeah, the fairy godmother waves her wand and you're now in just a plaid skirt. Okay. I look at Chip and I say, Chip, uh, I think that we should leave it up to you. What would you like to do? Do you want to go now or do you want to go tomorrow? Chip summons their hammer and just gets real excited. Can Edith roll medicine to see if there's something she can do to help Humphrey? Yeah, go ahead and roll. 23. He's definitely suffering from a few levels of exhaustion. He's also just very weak. Like, he hasn't been moving his body in so long. So all the muscles at this point are, like, atrophying. He just needs rest and recuperation at this point more than a spell can have. Um, Now that I'm using Florin Prada and I've used that spell more than once, every time I heal y'all, I have to take health away from myself. Oh. Uh, all right, y'all. So here's the thing. Humphrey is not going to get over this quickly. He is, he needs a couple days. So I can stay here with him and help him recuperate quicker, or we all go and leave Humphrey in the hands of the fairy godmother. I, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Right, Ma? Can I call you Ma? Are you my mom? Well, maybe. We'll see how you act. I've kept hundreds of people safe. I promise I can handle one more. Yeah, and if he's hungry, there's plenty of house to eat. Please don't make me regret this. Fairy Godmother, since we have identified the murderer, uh, in po- in quite possibly mm. the person who is making fairy folk disappear, uh, i.e. murder, I do believe that we need to possibly look into de-gingerbread-fying and de-caging these individuals so that... Army. So that we can discuss what is going on with them and you can put your powers elsewhere. I'm not releasing them until this entity is taken care of. As soon as that's done... You have my word, I'll release every one of them. But Fairy Goldmother, you are hindering yourself from solving the problem by doing this. And if you just trust that these people 
will be safe. If not safe, at least you can do damage control and reduce the amount of deaths. Put your powers elsewhere so that we can have the advantage in stopping what is ever happening. There's a lot happening, I agree. And that reminds me, can I see that flower that you took? Uh, or, or, okay. And I pull out the flower from my hair and I take, I give it to her. Oh, thank you. Um, I need some time to investigate this. We need to know what's going on in the kingdom too. I, my fighting days are behind me. You can handle this. Okay, I mean, you say we can handle this, but last time one of us died, like died, died, like dead. Didn't you kill? Uh, you know the what? Person who died. You weren't there, Chip. So I would appreciate it if you, you know, ask your mouth shut. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of us died, died last time we fought this dragon thing. You weren't quite experienced then, as you are now, and now you understand what you're up against. I mean, that's true, but like, okay, listen, uh, Chip, hashtag Chip and Humphrey got this magic thing, and then I got this magic thing, and also Cleo over here got this wallet, you know, where he can just afford everything, uh, but our, our buddy here, Cherry didn't get nothing. No, there's something there for her, though. And you know where it's at. Uh, okay, so we have to kill the dragon before we can get it is the problem. Yes, the item won't help you. Well, well. <laughs> don't worry, the item isn't necessary. I mean, here's <laughs> so the... So it's not a combat here's, item. Here's the thing, is the soothsayer said that it was with a mother, and you technically are a fairy godmother. I am. So, I mean, maybe you could give her something that'll help us with this dragon problem and abducting people problem, you think, possibly? Mm. Cherry's going to pull out her puppy okay. dog eyes. Please, new sword? Oh, I'm sure I could get a new sword. Let me see what I have, and I'm going to take this flower to my lab real quick. Cherry, if we're going to fight the dragon, Cherry wants to go hug her grandma. Of course. And the fairy godmother will boop your head, and off you go into grandma's cage. Studio apartment. Nice. We're going to have a little sleepover. Oh. Does the rest mean I can attune myself to this whisk? Uh, then yes, you can attune. Yeah. Edith's going to immediately fall asleep next to Humphrey. And that whisk is also why I feel like you can handle this dragon. That and what you guys can do with damage-wise now? I definitely think I want to explore another class. Because I always seems to be really, really good to be a fighter at the early classes. And then by the time that we're all leveled up at the end, it's like the wizards are like, I do 84 points of damage with my <laughs> death magic suck buck. And it's like, suck. Wait, what's the spell name? I don't know. Suck buck. Suck and fuck. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like 84 points That's of exactly damage. what I heard. <laughs> so Cherry can visit with grandma and everyone else can get some rest. While you're all hunkered down, the fairy godmother will boop all of our listeners over to the gay agenda.
Welcome to The Gay Agenda. Of course, I always start by talking about our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay, you can check out all of the tiers that we have on there. We just released the third episode of a story that Brandon has written based on our Windblown campaign. We've been having our pickle of our eye patrons joining us for some of the episodes, and it's been a whole lot of fun. Along with our episodes in the pregoss, we also have polls that help shape our story. We've had polls for the new season, picking out characters for all the cast, what the new drinking apparatus will be, what office pet they're going to have, and the setting where our story starts. So if you want to join the fun, patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. We are closing in on the end of the cursed story. There are two episodes left in the main story campaign, so two episodes after this one, which means the finale will be published on August 14th or 15th, depending on where you're at. I post episodes late on Sunday nights. It's Sunday for me, it's Monday for a lot of other people. So yeah, that's going to be the end of the season, but don't be sad. We're not going to go away just yet. The two weeks following our finale, we're going to be releasing a bonus episode that is brand new. It's not from our Patreon. This is just a fun time that we had together that we're sharing with everybody. Uh, Just to hold you over till the next season. And during that time, if you have any questions for our next Tea Time episode where we talk about the old season and answer any questions about it, please let us know. Jonathan's going to be hosting part of it. I'm going to be hosting the other, but you can drop it on our Discord or hit us up on any social media. We do have a questions submission area on our Discord. But if you have trouble with the Discord, just hit any of us up or the podcast on social media and we will get you there. So that will air. So that Tea Time will air on September 5th. We're probably going to be recording it a couple weeks early. And I'm very excited to share that the Tea Time episode in September will also have a library reading. That's right, the reading glasses are coming back on. I'm defending my crown. And I wanted everyone to know that the library is coming back because a couple of the cast members have not yet written their reads. And I want you to know that you better come ready because I am. We're going to have some other fun stuff between the seasons, but I will let that be a surprise for all of you. Now it's time to talk about our sponsor. And I brought Brandon back. Support for Roll Gay Roleplay is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooving. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Use promo code PICKLES for 20% off plus worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. What I really enjoyed about the Performance Package 4.0 is that it wasn't just body trimmers. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to keep everything trimmed, but I just, I don't have a lot of body hair personally. The only place where I get body hair is like my back. It's the most disgusting thing in the world. <laughs> like the small of your back? Yeah, like the like down my spine. That's like the only place I get body hair. Incredible. Is it like a little shape? Is it like a little diamond happening? Or is it just a patch? Oh, it's a it's a a lightning bolt. Mm, perfect for the pool. Let everyone know you're fun. Oh my god. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of body hair, but my husband does. My husband's just a hairy guy in general, and it was kind of nice. I just put the razor out on its charging stand, and my husband instinctually used it. And honestly, I just prefer everything. It was a nice change of scenery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since getting the package a few weeks ago, it's been used regularly in my house. Everything has been. So if you're like me and have a significant other who could step up their grooming game, just get the Performance Package 4.0, leave it out on the counter, and they will just, they will take to it. Men are curious by nature and want to investigate. It's just how we are. Plus, the package comes with that lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, plus the ear and nose hair trimmer, plus the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver ball toner, plus performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold everything. Honey, I don't know what a ball toner is, but they smell great. If you don't believe me, you could smell them yourself. And sometimes, as men, we need to be told to take care of ourselves. This could be just a nice way to say, hey, take care of yourself. So attune to your personal hygiene and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 
pickles at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code pickles to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Several hours pass. The fairy godmother will come back and wake you all up. You can all be fully rested. And she'll present Cherry with a sunblade. Nice. 5e longsword that can be looked up, but yeah, new fun weapon for you. Nice. Chris said it looks like a lightsaber, and it deals radiant damage instead of slashing damage. And if they're undead, it does extra damage, and it illuminates the darkness. Very cool. Mm. She does a, you know what George Michael does with that lightsaber video on Arrested Development? No? Okay, just imagine a 12-year-old boy doing really embarrassing lightsaber tricks. That's what she's doing right now. <laughs> I think that was a play off of Star Wars Kid. Yeah. yeah. Now, I learned something about these flowers. I don't know where they're from, so I'm not really sure what to call them. It seems that when you ingest this flower, it has a, an effect on one's intelligence and cognitive reasoning. So those who are ingested become more susceptible and weak-minded. Um, I say Ornor, and I look at the flower, and then I, um, can I do a history check to see if I've seen these flowers before? Yeah, for sure. Uh, 14. Uh, you are not familiar with these flowers either. Shit, okay. And I say, Fairy Godmother, are you 100% certain that these flowers do not come from the fairy world? Oh, I'm positive. This is something I've never seen before, and I know every inch of this land. What can we do to figure out where these flowers came from, or does it even matter at this point? I think what we need to do is get them out of the castle. Why don't you let me worry about that, and I can get the sons and the king to stop ingesting this. As long as they stop eating it, I think it'll go away. Right or. So I'll take care of the king and his sons and get this flower out of the castle, while you four handle the dragon and that damn bride. Sounds like a plan. Edith is going to tuck in Humphrey, put like a pillow under his head, give him a kiss on the cheek. All right, Bubba, you stay safe here. We'll get you back to normal in no time. And she'll leave, like, a little note with him in case she doesn't make it back. Chip is heading to the kitchen, quietly. Yeah, and after some time, the fairy godmother can let Cherry know that she's going to take you back so you don't just get booped out of there right away. Right. You know, some last minutes with Grandma. So sweet. And then she'll bring you back. When Cherry comes back to the room, I think you all hear like a dinner bell being rung from the kitchen. Uh, Chip goes, hey, just to show my appreciation for all of you and to kind of prepare for what might be our last fight. Uh, I have made a hero's feast for all of us. If you look around, there's a huge table set up with every food you could imagine, except it's all made out of gingerbread. And if you consume this, it will give you 2d10 onto your hit point maximum for the next 24 hours. Nice. Ooh. So let me just roll that real quick. Very nice. Oh, what a wonderful feast. This this is amazing. That's an eight. So you guys get eight extra HP. Nice. Oh, eight? Okay. Is that really all it does? 
you're okay 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 hang on a second a creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits mm. cured of all diseases and poison becomes immune to poison and being frightened and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage immune to poison you also get eight extra hp nice and if you notice one of the little spokes on chip's whisk has gone dull mm. Mm. is there any other prep that you need to do or want to do i think that after eating all that food florals and spring is feeling sleepy he jumps uh, onto Humphrey where Humphrey's sleeping, like knees first into Humphrey's stomach, and then uh, falls asleep. God, that's horrible. <gasps> don't don't turn me into cookie. No. That's such a younger sibling way to wake someone up, though. Let's have our Avengers scene where we walk out to dramatic music. Yes. Yeah, Edith is going to give a speech before we head out. Y'all, listen. We. We have faced this foe before, okay? Maybe not this foe plus, you know, Danger Veronica or whatever her name is. Uh, could you help me out there, Cleo? What's her name? Uh, Veranda Pastelay. Yeah, that one. But we know what to expect. So I think that we have the advantage here. We have grown as a, a small family. We have gained Chip. You know, welcome Chip. Thank you. Nice to be here. We we are strong together. What have we done? You know, we we se- we solved a riddle. Number one, like look at us, we're smart. Number two, <laughs> we saved a, a guy from being, you know, kidnapped by an evil stepmother lady. Number three, we we found true love, right? Miguel and number three, they're truly in love. We did a sneaky mission together. That was pretty cool. I did uh, several accents. You did an accent, Cleo, which I am very impressed by. Thank you. Cleo has grown as a person. He is starting to care about other people. Chip seems very strong. Cherry, you're a full-grown adult at this point. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, we have we we have done a lot together. Defeating a little old dragon is going to be nothing compared to how far we've gotten so far. No matter what happens, I love each and every one of you. You included, Chip. Thank you. You know, if, if we don't make it back. Which we probably won't. I think that our story will live on. We've touched so many lives at this point that... People will be talking about us for a long time. Even even those those weird dairy people. Cheese people. So, yeah. So now um so that was her motivational speech. Uh you gain everybody gains five temp hit points and additional advantage on wisdom saving throws. I don't think that stacks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. But if you are hit by an attack, you have an advantage on your next attack roll. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you writing all this down, Chris? I am. Not to burst any bubbles, but uh, how's that revivify spell work? Bitched. <laughs> yeah. Was, how long do you think Macaroni was dead? You know, I, I, I have recently grown and I was studying a bit and I did take a resurrection spell. Well, maybe save that for us 
it, it, he'll still be dead by the time we're done, so you could we could bring it back anytime. Yeah, as long as you haven't been dead for longer than a century. Well, could be a long fight. Well, let's hope not. The uh, fairy godmother will finish her feast from Humphrey and say, Best of luck. I'll meet you back here or at the castle. Just let me know where you want to be. Good luck on your fight. And she waves her wand and boops her head, and off she disappears. Are we just walking there? (laughs) I guess? You have Edith. (sighs) Yes, teleporting. Okay, no worries. And she dips her tea strainer into her coffee, into her coffee mug that says, Realm's okayest healer. (laughs) (laughs) And boom, we are outside the cave. Perfect. The four of you in a blink of an eye are outside the cave. What is it? How would you like to approach? Oh my god. Can we be sneaky? Is uh, it possible for us all to be sneaky? Yes, with me. Sure try it, yeah. I think we could still talk this out. Not Chip. This didn't work last time. <laughs> Chip summons the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Florals and Spring can put us under guise so that we may sneak in and attack this dragon. So I, um, my uh, body uh, is glowing. I'm giving the give. I'm still wearing the wedding dress. Uh, My eyes glow pink and I cast Pass Without Trace. There we go. Hey, before you disappear, Cleo, can I just have a hug? I give, I, I look at uh, Edith, eyes brimming with being noticed, and I give her a hug. All right. So for the next hour, you have resistance to acid. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you because you died last time. You you killed me <laughs> last time. Let's not get into semantics. Let's not get into semantics. You were basically dead. I think that what I can do is... Uh, each creature that I choose within 30 feet of me has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity and can't be tracked except by magical means. Nice. Uh, black shadows emit from me and you all now are cloaked in shadows. As, as she's hugging Cleo, she goes, all right, everybody in here, let's dogpile a hug. Let's do a group hug. So, yeah, Cleo has resistance to acid. Everybody else just gets a warm hug. Okay. Okay. And then Cleo passes out Trace. And then are you entering? Are you all entering? What are you? Oh, yeah, I'm entering. Okay. Yeah, so it's Chip. Great. Yeah, and if I'm not invisible, I'm turning myself invisible. Okay. Perfect. Cleo will follow. The four of you enter the cave. There's still that foul-smelling water and the overgrown plants throughout the cave's entrance. As you go deeper into the cave, you begin to hear loud, snarling breathing. Guys, I'm really scared. (laughs) There is a light towards where the dragon was that was not there last time. Some sort of magic lighting up the room. So you can see that you are beginning to approach a wide-awake dragon. You are not in its sight yet, though. How far away is it? But you are, yeah, you're about 200 feet away. I, I lean over to... Is anyone invisible? I'm invisible. Sherry. I lean over to Floral and I go, should we just hit it? 
I, 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 we should hit it. Yes. Chip holds out their whisk hand and screams. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. Yeah, right. For freezing sphere. And a frigid globe of cold energy streaks from my fingertips to the point of my choice within 300 feet and explodes in a 60 foot radius sphere. Each creature in the area needs to make a con saving throw. Oh, goodness. Okay. Including us? No, no. not us. Dragon got an 18. Oh, fuck. That meets it. Yeah, the dragon has a plus 14, so. <laughs> yeah, my spell save is 18. That's unfortunate. And the other person that is there got a 13. That does not meet it. Okay, what happens? Okay, so if the globe strikes a body of water or a liquid, which I don't know what a, if an acid sack counts as a... It's, a, it's, a, it's liquid. It says not including water-based creatures, so I don't know if that's important. The ice lasts for one minute, freezing the surface of whatever liquid. 10d6 of cold damage. <laughs> what was that? What, was, what did you cast? Freezing sphere. God, my rolls are awful today holy shit i immediately look at everyone after you do that and i say all right we've gotten their attention it is time for us to lead it out of its lair and i turn around and book it out (laughs) (laughs) that's 28 damage to the person who failed okay and uh i guess 14 damage to the dragon okay yeah i was a little nervous i won't lie that could have been 60 damage. I got less than half. Uh, you hear Florida Springs say, you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Another string of the whisk goes dull. Oh. So now you're retreating, trying to run away from it, yeah? Yeah. Trying to lure it out, okay. yes. You begin to run. You hear a loud roar, and the ground begins to shake as the beast begins to chase you. Oh my god, guys, I'm really, really, really scared. You're, in, you're invisible, darling. Just get out of the cave. <laughs> um, is, does it look like this thing is gaining on us very quickly? It's going to gain on you very quickly, yes. You see florals in spring. I look at Edith and I say, Edith, uh, can you please open a door to the outside, please? Thank you very much. I, I mean... It'll only take two people. That's Humphrey. Could you... <laughs> Could you have to, could you, could you would have warned me a little bit there? Uh, I can't, I can't take us all, honey. Aren't? You should have known we weren't getting out of here with this. We, we... Are, are we going, do you want to go to the, the paintball place or, or what are you looking for, hon? I, um, you know, okay, so here's the thing. With Pass Without Trace... A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of his passage. So, could the dragon possibly fly past us? Here's here's what I can do. Doesn't it have true sight? Like, can it see through all the shit? I mean, as if we hide, though, as it flies past us. I have stone shape. So I can touch a stone object. We're in a cave of medium size or smaller or a section of stone and form it into any shape that suits my purpose. So I can make, like, a little door that we can go through if that's what you're looking for can you just make a big ass wall to block the dragon while we keep running can i make a joke yeah i can make the door open the door and then close it once we're all through no jokes katie (laughs) what's your joke Catherine? it's about bad dragon dildos stone shape yes (laughs) 
<laughs> Shut up. Some rock hard obstacles. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I say, do, uh, Edith, do it, please. She casts stone shape on a five foot section of the wall. She ushers everybody through it. Is everybody going through it? Yep. Yes. All right. And then she lets it go once we're all through. Okay. Then you find yourself in a different cave, in a different part of the cave. I think we need to start discussing strategy before we attack dragons. I literally said we need a plan. I thought that How are we not out of the cave? I thought that we were just, because I just made a door. It can't be further than five feet thick. I don't know what you want. (laughs) Right. Oh, oh, we're in a different part of the cave. Oh, God. Oh, God. We, this was not smart. Oh, God. Can I use my great skills at geography to see if I, topography, if I can figure out which way the exit is of this cave? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you lick your finger and hold it up and feel for the wind. Uh, And why don't you roll me a nature check? Also, dragons in 5e have blind sight, so invisibility would have done nothing. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have. Great. Uh, I don't know if we know that, but... I just wasn't going to say that, yeah. I say, everyone, please help. Uh, We need to find the exit now, because I rolled an 8. Oh my god, yeah. Cherry's got her nose out. She's sniffing. Does she smell sunshine? Can she help? The exit. We don't want to fight the dragon in its lair, because it will literally obliterate us. And it gets legendary actions, right? Chip has gumdrop eyes that lets them see in, like, any form of darkness. Can I see any exit route? I have, like, double Ah. sight, I think is what it's called. Uh, Yeah, you see a couple exit routes. Actually, as you're looking around, you realize that this is somewhere that looks a bit familiar to you. This seems to be where the miners were attacked. Uh, So there is still a large hole uh, in the wall just ahead that will lead you to the sea and to the shore. And then there's a tunnel leading north that you can run through. Which way you go is up to you, but I need everyone to make me a perception check, please. Great. A 26. Ooh, nat 1. Nat 20. I got a negative 1. Like, Cherry is almost pissing herself with fear. She's got a 10. Yeah, Chip's getting flashbacks too. Chip confidently says, there's an exit up ahead. Go this way. Oh, no. And points to a large hole in the wall. Suddenly, the large dragon swoops down and lands on the ledge of the opening. Sitting on the dragon's neck is a familiar face. Her red heels wrapped around her dragon, her short hair blowing in the wind. She slow claps. I'm glad you figured out where to find me. Now it's time to die. It is, of course, Veranda Pasterly. Are those shoes Prada? (laughs) Guys, I'm really, really scared now. I don't think that's the way to get out there, Chip. Who said I was trying to get out? And he holds his hammer. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> we will learn all about what happened, why Veranda Pasterly is doing all this, and who will survive the next episode, because not everybody will. I'm Chris the DM. You will find me on all <laughs> social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I said will with a lot of confidence. Could you please follow me? <laughs> I'm Tisha. You can find our Discord to chat with all of us on our website, RollGayRollPlay.com. I'm Brandon, and you will follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name is Katie, and you should join our Discord, because we watch movies every once in a while. Yeah. 
And hey, I'm Florals in Spring and fuck Veranda Pasterly. <laughs> the end. You knew it. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time? Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.